Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa Know How. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Welcome to Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief, Ryan Satin. I'm here with my co-host, Jamie Iovine. Hey, everybody. And my other co-host, Elijah Bates. He's back. Hello. Welcome back. We missed you last week. Yeah, I missed you guys. myself. Welcome back, Elijah. And by that, I mean me. Uh, and Uh-oh. yes, Jamie, to answer a question that you just asked me as we were going, or whoever just asked me, I think it was actually Eli who asked me. Uh, like I was telling you guys before we went on air, Jamie has like all these really cool playsets at his desk. Yeah. And so when I went to the store, they only had like a limited amount of things that I that, to like get. And so I had to get the the entrance theme, Bobby Roode, which mm-hmm. I didn't, which I didn't love. And like Jamie showed, it only plays like two seconds of the song. Oh. Yeah. Like it doesn't even yeah. finish the whole sentence. I mean, they could at least finish the like that little part. I right know. There. Uh, and then this Ambrose Asylum interview, uh, which click that everybody awesome. obviously remembers. 
song. Yeah. <laughs> is that when there was Mitch, right? Yeah. Should I put this potted plant next to them too to feel more realistic? More, By the more way, Loot Crate, my Mitch that I got in my first Slam Crate never grew. Well, couldn't grow that damn thing for the wow. life of me. That's why you should be getting Pro Wrestling Crate. They are much better. Mm. Uh, for those of you who are watching on video, uh, Check over to the video section uh, of the Wrestling Sheet YouTube channel. I just did an unboxing of this month's Big in Japan crate. Some good stuff in there. And same for you guys listening audio-wise. Uh, check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. Bunch of stuff on there. You can watch Wrestling Sheet Radio, this show, every week. You can watch the recaps that I'm doing with Roka about Raw and SmackDown every week. You're like a real TV star now. <laughs> YouTube. Actually, wait. You were a real TV star. I was, now, you're, <laughs> now you're a digital star. Yeah, I was on TV for five years. Now yeah. I'm just on like a you're YouTube Tom channel. Green now. <laughs> hey, you know what, you're though? Gonna, you're used to be, used it, to be great. It could be worse. <laughs> you could be Glenn Humplick. I guess so. Remember when, he, remember when Tom... Posted Glenn's number to Times Square. <laughs> yes, I'll never forget that when he was like said he was going to reveal one number at a time uh, each episode, about, but then he showed it to, on the glass window. Like, but when we're going to tell our kids about stuff like that, they'll be like, "It's so foreign to them because they're like, God, you had to go through those lengths to make sure everybody saw it." Whereas nowadays, he could have just tweeted it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would have been. God, imagine if that happened now and his number was <laughs> tweeted to the public like that. Oh man. But also, you know what's crap about it is now. It probably wouldn't be as shitty because you could just get your number changed yeah. or whatever. You know, and I know you could do the same thing back then, but it was like I'm pretty sure if I recall, it was like his parents' house phone number. Yeah. So it was a lot different back then. I lost my credit card for a spell the other day, and it was like, "Do you want to wait 15 minutes for the parking attendant to get here?" And I was like, "No, I'll just leave and get a new credit card sent to me." <laughs> like times have changed. I think we needed to hear the first part of that story. I didn't because like, I I didn't get where you get like the credit. I didn't get the parking lot part. I didn't know where that came from. Uh, I was in a parking lot. Yeah, I was like, what? I was a little confused myself as, as well. Like, sorry, it's, I've, I've been gone a week. I'm a little rusty, okay? <laughs> um, well, you, what, have, you have kept up with wrestling this week, though, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So I watched I, SummerSlam. Did you watch Raw, SmackDown? I did. Too? Okay, cool. So, I okay, I already talked about it on the SmackDown recap show with mm-hmm. Roka, but I, because I am so on the other side of this Becky Lynch heel turn thing, um, and I was tweeting about it like I tend to do too much about things. Of course. Um, it's what we love about you. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, obviously my mentions now the past uh, 24 hours or whatever have just been filled with uh, people telling me how stupid I am mm-hmm. for thinking that – for enjoying well, the Becky Lynch Well, it's like children. you're on the same side as Road Dog now. Yeah, so now I'm, yeah, all, I'm the yeah. enemy. Like you're Man. the new Mr. Ass. I'm just saying you're not doing you're not doing yourself any favors like, with your haters. Hey, by, Ryan has been – you and, you and Road Dog – Vehemently agreeing with each other this on a dude, daily basis. This dude, <laughs> no, wait, for, not on a daily basis. Just on this topic. Hey. Normally, Road Dog replies to me telling me that he doesn't agree with me. This is one of the first times where he does. Every single time now that I see you and Road Dog together, I'm only going to see you as Billy Gunn. Now you've been lauding like the virtues of Billy Gunn for the entirety of this show, and now you are kind of him. I, I mean, I don't quite have his muscles. No, and, yet. And I t- there's not oh. a lot of people in this world that can legitimately say that they had the, the highest paid actor in the world right now kiss his bare ass. That's very true. It's not many people can say that. No, it's did not. You, speaking of The Rock and Billy Gunn, did you see that? Uh, I'm just saying that's, that's – I mean if that's not Hall of Fame worthy, I don't know what is. Just that's go, true. Just, just to back up Ryan's yeah. previous statements you, about his – 
his campaign for Billy. At Gibson least Donald Cauliflower Facts. Alley Hall of Fame. Yeah. Do, do you guys uh, do you guys follow that account Billy Gun Facts on yes. Twitter? Oh, you do, yeah, Jamie. I, I just started. No, is there a fact? It's because like, of my retweet the other day. It's an account that just makes up random. Wait, wait read me one. On Billy Gun. Okay, so like read for, me one, boy. For the one that Jamie's talking about that got him to follow Billy Gun Fact is it said they tweeted this week and said Dwayne Johnson at The Rock only had seven dollars to his name and was gonna quit the wrestling business until real until real Billy Gunn put him over at SummerSlam 1999 and made him a superstar. Brendan Fraser was also in attendance that night. <laughs> and, then, and then Billy Gunn quote tweeted and said, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> uh, but no, wait, but, about Brendan Fraser? About the whole thing. Well, the whole Bre- he, he didn't know if Brendan Fraser was there or not. But, I mean, he did He did put over the rock. He did. He did, did. happen. <laughs> I like this one, too. Some people think Roman Reigns sucks. Some people think Roman Reigns is the best. Everyone knows that Billy Gunn won the 1999 King of the Ring. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I was reading a review of the 1999 King of the Ring the other day, and I bought it, I remember, on pay-per-view back in 1999. Uh, And and I... Reading the review of it, I was like, was this show really that bad? Like, it sounds like an awful show. There's a lot of stuff when you go back. Attitude Era as a whole, I'm going to get vilified on Twitter, is just that... Attitude Era and as a whole was, you know, when you look back on it, wasn't as great as we all Who's going to vilify you for that? There are plenty of people No, that's the, that's the general consensus. Like, as really? much as we enjoyed it, oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Well, we enjoyed it because, like, that was the era where, like, Trash TV, or, I'm sorry, Crash TV was, no, like, No, Trash kind TV of, was okay, too. I mean, but, was, I mean <laughs> but the thing was, is, like, all of us were just like, oh, man, can you believe on this talk show people are throwing chairs at each other and swearing and having each other's babies and not being the father? And so it was kind of just one of those things where we're just like, wow, it's falling in wrestling now, and it is awesome. And I was also like, oh, you know, like, at that kind of point where my voice had just changed, so everything they were doing well, was well, just mo- so I think, groundbreaking. I think most people our age loved the Attitude Era, the wrestling fans loved yeah. the Attitude Era, and when you go back and watch it, you go like, oh, "This wasn't that really that good." Yeah, it's like, like you go back and watch it. Like I've been, like I remember a couple of years ago, I just went back and watched. I just yeah, you were on a roll every raw. Like just keep it going in, like in the background. And man, I found myself fast forwarding through. Yeah, you know, there's like where there's where one time there's a Kai and Ty versus Steve Blackman and Al Snow tag team match. Where there's also another time. Is a um, a Golga match. I would you know, say, it's, it's it, like, like the oh truth. The truth you know, commission like, was like just bored me to tears. And I, you know, I just I know that there's some probably a lot of people have like a lot of love for this dude, but I hated Midian so much back in the day. I didn't get naked him. Midian. I hated all Midian. Every Midian didn't do it. For Midian. <laughs> every single every Midian, Midian or Phineas. Phineas. Yeah. Yeah. Phineas. You know what weird is I didn't. I wouldn't say that I liked Midian ever. For some reason, I always used him in the video game. No, oh, but when I played No Mercy, like Midian was like my no. whipping boy. I would just go to town on him. It's like set him <laughs> up the for the three D. Thing they ever did with Midian, and people are really torn about the whole Ministry of Darkness. I was a fan of the Ministry of Darkness. I thought it was something different. It was scary. I thought it was <laughs> Wait, real fast. I love that Jamie thinks that that camera over there is filming him because like because he keeps looking in it as if he's I'm looking at the it's people. Myself. 
It's, I'm looking at myself. I can see myself. But I just saw him do like a to camera move. I'm turn it around, but I'm going to kick a cord. <laughs> sorry. Let's get back on topic here, yeah. though. I want to get back to news of the week. I had a, po- I had a point. I'm okay, sure. sorry. Go, go. I don't know it now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It made me laugh so much. because sure it was uh, very because well a midi- It's what one, you liked about Midian. Only because we have this one camera here, so it's going to look so funny yeah, the one when whoever's like- watching on video watches you do a camera move to the wrong camera. But... Um, Midian, yeah, sorry. I, I love the sacrifice uh, segment they did. Yeah. Like, yes. where they, they literally look like... That shit freaked me out. It when freaked I was, me it, out, it too. It looked like they were really cutting into him. My dad was, like, a big-time Christian at the time. He still is. But, like, he was always... I was always afraid that he was going to make me turn it off because it was, like, so occult and dark he and satanic. He was satanic. He tongues. Like, The Undertaker was, like, satanic at worst, at best. He was satanic. All right, let's let's get back on topic yeah. here. Hey. We have drastically gotten you, away. As you know, most uh, podcasts open with banter. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> to 2018, we're not pushing no. blue chew. All right. Uh, like, at I, least I, I get that, but to, to, uh, we used to open the show with banter, and I used to get so many complaints from people that were like, "Hey, can you guys at least get into the topic before you stray off the topic?" All right, get on to the topic so, so we can you know, let's at least beer start off on the topic. Nobody here. wants us to have. I didn't say not to have any fun. Jamie's so sensitive this week. Hey, get into the topic. I'm waiting for you. I Let's talk about Becky Lynch's heel turn. Okay. I want to hear what you guys think. Obviously, you guys saw what I thought. Uh, Jamie, you... I'm afraid to touch this thing. It, don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, what did you... you where are you in all of this? Because you well, saw my tweets off, of Road Dog. You, I, clearly, you're... Well, I was there when it happened. Oh, yeah. You were there when it happened. And that was a... Man, that was a loud reaction. Were you a booer or a cheerer? I, uh, um, I think more... I was a cheer just because uh. everybody else was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like everybody was really. I think the proper term is part of it. Ovator. Like, like it, you're ovating. Yeah, it was that more doesn't so, sound right. I think people aren't. I <laughs> I'm ovating this month. <laughs> I don't think. See, here's the thing. When I when uh, there live, huge reaction. People were hyped, and I don't think people are doing it to hijack. The, the segment. I don't think they're doing it to be, to like, uh, just to go against the grain. And whereas where they want everybody to cheer Roman, they're going to boo them. Whereas where everybody wants to cheer Becky Lynch, they're going to cheer her. I don't think that's the same thing. I think they were really just hyped on the fact that they're giving her something to do. Yeah. This woman was losing all the time this year, yeah. you know, and she wasn't doing anything. She's a major afterthought. And people knew that with this heel turn result is going to be a, is going to be something for her to do. Maybe even put her back in the title picture again. Yeah. And well, it's clearly putting her back is. in the title picture. She yeah. is. I'm saying when they were thinking about yeah. it. And I'm yes, I, I just don't – I'm, I'm having a hard time find – well, I mean it was kind of interesting to see because I thought maybe that was just the initial – because you, it's, you, you don't get consistent reactions with something like that because you can't – because every night's different. Every crowd's different. Especially in a place like Brooklyn. Especially in New York. At a where travel – you know, backwards. Where people are traveling from out of town too. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so for the, when it first happened, I was like, okay, people thought it was uh, great and they wanted her to turn on her, but then let's see what happens. And then fast forward two days later where, you know, like they had a whole day to kind of sit on it. Still in Brooklyn, though. Still in Brooklyn. And uh, they, I wasn't at this one. I saw this one on TV and it, they really hijacked that promo. Like, so you they felt like let, it took too far th- at that point? That point, yes. For the whole SummerSlam thing – you know, that's just yeah, that, that's so, just the excitement that, of it. That's yes. pay per view energy. Yes, because I'm with you on that. Like, I, I, it, at this point, I'm fully with you because yeah, I, I understood the cheering 
when it happened, obviously. Everyone was excited that like, no. something they're doing something was different. It's also different. Too, you yeah. know, like I think a lot of people get excited whenever something different or you know it's, out of the ordinary. But people happens. are talking, people are tweeting me like like turning Becky heel is similar to Daniel Bryan, or that Becky was on the level of Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock or something like that, and that they and that she was getting these like massive pops because I keep seeing this. This could be you know th- th- she was like a Stone Cold Becky. I'm like what? What are you talking about? She wasn't getting used barely. Yeah. She wasn't getting that big of reactions. That's a, I mean, that's like thinking and living in a silo and like your own imagination, basically. It's like to c- compare her to either of those guys is erroneous at I mean, best. I mean, time will tell, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But um, I, do, I also wasn't really a fan of her promo and not the delivery, not the way she said it because that was all fine. I don't like what they had her say. You know, that the whole, yeah, you guys were cheering me, but where was the boycott? Like, where was the boycott when they weren't giving me tile shots? I was like, what, when did they ever do that for anybody? Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's, it was such a, it was such a weird reason for her to turn heel. It wasn't good enough for me. Well, but I look at it like this, and, and, and I agree. It, it, it was a cop out to it, me. It, I agree in the sense that yes, obviously the fans were behind Becky the whole time. Yeah, I mean, like her, like her reasoning, like her explanation as to why she doesn't feel the fans were supporting her. There was like, oh, so you, you, you want? They, she wanted more than any fan has given but, to anybody. But <laughs> to me, though, when you look at it, like that's what villains do. Like villains always think that the whole world should have stopped for them. Yeah. I mean, that's like one of the key characteristics of a villain is being so self-centered that they don't look at reason. And I think that that's what they were trying to get across. That, that's how I took it. Because, I mean, for those of you guys who have been watching or listening to the SmackDown recap shows, I, I to me, they, they have been clearly setting this up for a few weeks now, maybe yeah. even longer than that. I mean, this was all, to me, a setup to get to Becky's heel turn because – yeah. I mean, if, we're not, not well, they're if not, not. It would have been. They're not the same b- thing that we've seen this whole time. They're clearly not going to build her up as like the number one face on either show at this point because they've got a game plan. They've got an end game that they're clearly like playing also, into right now. Also, what bothered me a lot about that segment was how she ran at the end. I don't. She's never telegraphed anything about herself being a heel, cowardly. But heel I think that's why she did that because the whole point is that she has realized. That what she was doing wasn't working, so now she's trying to play it smarter. Like she's not trying to be someone who's just gonna throw punches with someone. She's like, hey, it, it, I'm gonna be smart because I listened to her gorilla position interview. She did an interview with a with a with a podcast or website or whatever called Gorilla Position, and they had to do tons of WWE interviews. And it was on. It was. It sounds like they recorded it before, like or maybe on like it's. It sounds like they recorded it before the heel turn, but yeah. they released it after. Yeah. And she's like. It's all about her heel turn, and it's all about how, like, she's like, what, was I not enhanced enough? Was I not blonde enough? And it, it, I don't know. Like, to me, all those motivations made sense. She was like, look it, I'm done. I'm done doing what I did. Uh, I thought we did. I mean, she ran away. She said she wasn't, you know, that, that the fans weren't there for her. I mean, she did but all. Were. She did all. But, 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 <laughs> but, but, but bad guys don't see that. Yeah. Am I crazy? for? Th- am I wrong for thinking that? Like, like, for example, The Rock. When The Rock joined the corporation. The people were behind him. He was the fucking people's no, champ. No, but he said when he said, "Do you think The Rock forgot about Die Rocky Die?" That's when he said that. It's different. They never said anything like that to Becky. They never. Well, they never. So, like so she thing. had to have had one. But that wasn't one thing. They did that for months. Yeah, but I look at it like this. Like to me, I just think there was a lot of inconsistency. Like what? Well, who she is. 
Because, yeah, like, I mean, to me, the attack that she did on Charlotte at SummerSlam doesn't match up with somebody who would run at the first sign of a fight. That what she did on Tuesday looked a lot like what Carmella would do. Well, but she but she got she did a cowardice move to do the heel turn as it was, so why wouldn't that fall in line with another cowardice move? I mean, she she hugged her best friend and congratulated her and then but beat her up ran, behind her back. She ran after 2 minutes of physicality as opposed to why didn't she run the minute Charlotte darted to the ring? Because when that does happen, where people powder all the time, just immediately out, so they can't get. To I think like it, it, if, it doesn't make sense. To if me. the disdain comes from anywhere, I just think that it's because like they've kind of been spinning their wheels with Becky for a long time. See, I think the disdain. And, com- no, the disdain comes from at least. And tell me if I'm wrong. The disdain comes from people are mad. That sh- it's a Roman. It's a reverse Roman Reigns situation almost. They're mad that Charlotte is being pushed as the face again, and so they're. Booing because they're mad about that. It's yeah. not because Becky is. It's not about Becky. To I can I can agree with that, but I would also suggest that the the trope that they're putting Becky into in some ways is something that they've done with maybe a lot of people. Like it, it is it here. is kind of a classic heel move, and I think that maybe you know sometimes I think fans are tired of some of those classic trips. I understand it's pro wrestling. This is how it works, but I think maybe like that combined with like the Charlotte aspect because I do agree with you that there's probably you know. Uh, lack of enthusiasm towards the idea of Charlotte being Charlotte being on top again, um, but I think that people just like maybe wanted something new if they were going to get it with Becky and not kind of some like same old heel routine because like she's been spinning her wheels for but a long isn't time. This something new? Not really though. I mean, th- I mean the reason why I guess I wasn't able to like really find all that much meat on the bone, of, like so to speak, about the topic is because I didn't take it that. Seriously, like I mean, not not the sense that I like what the whole angle. I think the angle is going to be fine. I think they're going to have great matches together. It's just people are really diving deep into this heel turn, yeah, at an at an interesting rate because I I think that they're I like, think they're getting too like deep uh, into like it. overthinking it. Yeah, I think they're way especially from it. one day. Yeah, like way it's only been one show. Like we don't. We, it's like it's literally like saying. This, book, I don't is, know this why, book is fucking trash after reading the first five pages. I don't you know? know why compared to every other heel turn that's happened that they're focusing on this one. Like, they're acting like this is like the first heel turn that didn't go exactly to plan. Right? They like what are some uh, like what are the some of the suggestions that they've made as to what they should have done? Are they people like every huh? single one is like we should have had anti hero Becky. Every single one. We should have had the same exact thing, but Becky wins the title and also gets an edge. And it's like that's not how storytelling works. Yeah, like, that's not what they're building to. Either. And they've been building to me when I look at it. I see my I, I, the way I viewed the story when I was watching it was Becky has been overlooked a bunch. Becky then wrestled against you know, got an opportunity for a title match. Her friend came back from injury. Who is very successful? Who has the, is the most and the, 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 the most winningest person? So it would make sense for a GM Let, to put the them build, in. The, don't get me wrong. The build up where they were going with this, the whole Becky being passive aggressive is all fuck. You know, like because that's really what she was. She yeah. was super passive aggressive, and I, I like that. I liked it where it was going. It's just that, and of course, it was only one promo. We have a whole totally. few week, yeah. few weeks yeah. to build this up. In her first outgoing, and this is not her fault. This is just something that the writers or producers, whoever was in charge of that, she didn't say anything that made me feel, okay, this is heel Becky Lynch. Even right when now. she put down the fans? No. Because it, like Eli point, pointed out, it is something that could be copy and pasted to any heel turn. 
Any of them. I, you know, I on a general note too. I think it well, would because be, you weren't there when I was in getting placed on the card. How many times have we heard? I that think it would be Hoove WWE, and I understand the cost-effective nature of staying in the same building. But I think it would behoove them to not have the same crowd there for four this, nights in a row. Yeah, like just because it's like. By the time you get to SmackDown, people are like burnt out. They're tired. They're cynical. They're dr- been drunk maybe for a couple of days. Like they're not necessarily. I mean, I've, I've been to these. <laughs> I was going to say, I like how you're explaining your WrestleMania. No, but just like the thing is that by the time you get there, you're just like, no. You're just. You don't making, even. You don't know where you are. No, you're you're <laughs> so ready to go home. And if you don't think you are, you need to trust no. whoever is around you. And when they say you need to leave, I love wrestling so much. And even I've said on the recap show, like I. On SmackDown, by the time SmackDown came around, I got home. I left my normal time here to get home. And I literally, like, I sat down on the couch to watch SmackDown, and I like physically couldn't do it. Like, yeah. I was like, I mean, I have watched there are like, pe- I mean, fifteen hours of wrestling right now. Ryan, I am done at this point. Right. Collectively, me and you have gotten more than enough opportunities to do that week. You know, to do that pay per view. No, NXT pay per view. Raw, SmackDown, 205. I've never you done know, it. I've never done it. To we've, SmackDown. We've been got. No, we've been given opportunities to do that. So, I haven't had. I, well, I don't I think have, I've had the opportunity for. Well, I, I have, have had once, and I didn't do I SmackDown. I w- and to be I honest just, with you, I would have done SmackDown when I was there for WrestleMania, but my dad was all like, "We go, I I have, I'll go home never, for work." Never uh, had the had the desire to do that. Yeah, no, well, you're, you didn't even go. To, you don't even go to Takeover when you when you have like a long pay per view like hey, that. It's a lot. It's a lot. Hey, man. doing doing when I went to WrestleMania, we can go into the Hall of Fame, which in itself is just no. exhausting. Yeah, I, this I, was the first. Cu- I've cut out Hall of Fame from my WrestleMania. No, I would, week. I would like it's. I will never go to the Hall of yeah, Fame ever. Never, again. ever, ever again. I've cut it out. Went, I'll watch I went it on home. once. Worked it once, and I was like, "This is two times more than I should have." I mean, maybe if you like, you know, take a hallucinogen or something like that before you go in. Don't recommend it, of course. <laughs> okay, we'll move to topics here. I want to talk about another thing that happened this week because I forgot to bring this up on our Raw recap show with, with me and Roca, and that is. Kurt Angle going on a hiatus uh, storyline wise, unceremoniously as well. Yeah. Very, Very right? Yeah. Like and now, the only way you would have known is on his Instagram. I'm surprised it wasn't just. Well, like... Well, they said it on the show too. They said that he was taking a leave. Yeah, because when you texted me, I was confused because it happened. I didn't dr- see it on the show. It was that she, he, she, there was like a backstage segment where it was it was Stephanie, Kurt, and Alexa Bliss and Baron Corbin. I believe very. Like short, yeah, like not non ceremonious yeah. whatsoever. I, and tr- considering you watched about fifteen hours of wrestling, you're allowed to miss one segment. Like I think I had one or two that I missed why as well. I saw it on his Instagram. I mean, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, because you said Jamie sent it to me like, in a text message, like as if it was breaking news, and I was like. Thinking about how, like this was on Raw last night. What was he talking? Like, why is he freaking? No, but I mean, it was about like you know, now. I get why you were more like tripping out about it. So it was, it was given the prominence of like a WWE.com exclusive or something like that. Yeah, it was so. not even. It was yeah, it was literally just like a quick like. You know what, Kurt? I think you need to like get some vacation time. And he was like, No, no, I don't need any vacation time. And she was like, No, no, you're not fired. You're not suspended. But like. You just need to go home for a while and get some rest. And he was like, okay. What employee would ever refuse you need some vacation time? I know, right? No, I don't want it. <laughs> I need to I know someone, I need to begin every pre-tape I do looking at my phone for a few yeah. more months. Someone very close to me was coming to the That's end. That's literally how every single yeah. backstage segment starts. You're, you're he's right, looking at right. his phone. Oh, oh, he's always like so perplexed by his cell phone. It's as if like the cell phone is magic to him and he's always like, <laughs> Every time. No, someone who's close to me. Did it pull the Kurt Angle where – and I was like, what are you doing? They they knew that they were going to be done with work in like – I think it was like three weeks. 
and they had sick days and it was their birthday and they went to work and I was like why would you do that you yeah. have sick days like yeah, and, they were, all. and they were like well I didn't want to like call and say like I, I don't really do that and I was like you have sick they're days they're there you're they're, like they're, they're, they're going to pay you back for those days. anyways like just just take it and then yeah. it was like well it's like what are you going to do like what are they going are they going to fire you if they fire you over the you then get to go on unemployment yeah. instead of quitting your job, which you're quitting your job anyways in yeah. two in a week. And yeah. they give you a severance. And then when the person put the two weeks in, then they were like, well, if you want, like, because they needed to train someone. Yeah. They're like, it's only going to take a week to train, but if you want, you can work the second week too because they had to like stay for their two weeks. And, they were, and the person was like, oh, okay. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> Idiot. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, Kurt Angle. Yeah. He's, first. He's out. Eli. What do you do you think do you think Angle would run its course? Do you think it was time for Angle to not be GM anymore? I feel like they haven't really done anything with it like of prominence lately. Like I, I and I would definitely say I don't feel like they've done anything of note truly with Kurt Angle as GM. He has know. been kind of a lackluster GM. It's just he's just kind of there to fill the role. It's and like, people, hey, we inducted you in the Hall of Fame and yeah. now you're going to be the GM for a little bit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, um they the, every time he was put in any sort of match or angle whatsoever. He was sort of like an afterthought. I mean, whether it be the Shield time, the, when he was an honorary Shield member, they had to do that. Yeah. Because half the roster was sick. And when it was WrestleMania, he was like, oh, like we need somebody to help protect Ronda in her first match. And he was put it with Kurt. You know? Yeah. And they, they got the, I mean, they were able to kill two birds with one stone that way. I, I, I just feel like Kurt Angle's not good at reading off dialogue either which like, is confusing because he was so charismatic well, I back think, in the day I think it's and because, now it's just different well the it's difference the maker though is that when you have like Kurt Angle feeds off the crowd but when you have him largely talking backstage trying to be emphatic about some point he's trying to make when he's clearly just getting around to whatever sharp one liner that some writer had written and everything like that it's the same way that I feel about a lot of people it's just like when, when you can tell that they're reading it it doesn't feel authentic to the, the to the personality and that's the way I felt about Kurt Angle's whole GM thing it's like Kurt Angle is not somebody I would trust to be in charge of anything well and also I think it's you know when nothing, you get, get, nothing personal in saying that but. when you get when you're in a position like that like someone like Kurt Angle who you know for so long Kurt Angle's point of being in a segment like that was to get Kurt Angle over yeah and I think that sometimes it is hard to switch the other side of it and like Kurt Angle wasn't there to get Kurt Angle over Kurt Angle was there to get other people I, over I just feel and like kind of be the, the 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 straight man Kurt Angle's got like such a thick head from like <laughs> this is the best way I can put this dude it's taken a lot of beatings yeah and he's got a real thick head and he's not somebody I would look to for sharp witty one-liners and when you kind of put him in a position to have to get around to some sharp point and everything I feel like there's a dull edge to it yeah. and I feel I felt like that almost his entire GM hood or whatever you want to call it his entire GM tenure hood. his entire tenure is GM I mean Pete, the reason why he's there right now the reason why he gets all the reactions he gets still because he still gets a strong reaction every time that music hits is because people genuinely like Kurt yes like they like him as a person they like well he's yeah. a legendary character yes. I mean he's going to go down WWE history so no matter when he comes out he's going to get the you suck chance he's going to get a pop and people love him people love Kurt because he's funny you know yeah. like he's goofy Kurt but agree like when you Every when you come from a line of GMs being so heavily involved in whatever aspect, whether it be the anonymous one, whether it be the authority, whether it be Paige, Shane, so on and so forth, they're so. I mean, Paige's kind of taken the level of involvement that Kurt has. You know, she's not directly involved with any yeah. specific storyline, yeah. but she serves a purpose in storytelling. Same with Kurt, but to me, this almost seems like they're kind of shying away from the whole. 
GM heavily influenced a, a character. You know, yeah. that a character because back in the day, you know, back even going all the way just as recently as like 2014, you know, they had a they were almost the driving forces behind the entire show. Yeah. And people some people didn't like that. Yeah. You know, some people were getting sick of the fact that every single aspect of Raw somehow influ- involved Triple H or Stephanie McMahon. Well, yeah. and I also think that this constable role has helped I, maybe them see not necessarily because obviously the constable is a heel GM still technically, you know, but I do think that the slight wrinkle in him also wrestling does as much as I don't love it. It does feel different than the regular GM who, you know, is strictly an office talking head or whatever. So, you know, him going away, you know, Baron Corbin has been entertaining in the backstage roles, you know, the backstage segments as the constable. At least Did you ever opinion. think that you would say something like no, that? No, never. It's it's so it's just that if you really strip down the GM role to its nuts and bolts, other than some funny backstage segments, what else are they really for other than coming out when two groups of people are about to fight? But then they make it a real a fight. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, they serve as a good storyline. They they, store, they serve as a good. Um, do you think that they part of the storyline to help solidify things? Do you, you think, know, this match is official. That match, that. But I agree with you. Do you think that they've had a character? Okay. Do you think they've had a character like a GM involved for so long that they could ever have the show without a GM or without a central leader character like that? It depends on how much they would reoccur. It really feels like now they've kind of engineered these shows to where it requires a role like that. Whereas back in the day, you know, and I'm saying back in the day before, like the Attitude Era, for instance, you really didn't have an authority figure showing up. Well, right? Jack Tunney showed up like once every like uh, – Every now and then. Yeah. But it was almost just like, well, the world of wrestling just took place and you trusted that there were people that were putting it on and that there were rules and stuff like that. I'm just curious if like the show – if they think that the show would be too boring with or, or illogical without a role like that. You're better with wrestling history than me. Mm-hmm. Can you remember the last time WWE or F – didn't have an authority figure on one of the shows. I mean, I feel like they um, they always had commissions. They they always had they had Jack Tunney, but who was very non-existent through ninety four and ninety five. Who was replaced, I believe, by Gorilla Monsoon. Who was replaced interim by Rowdy Roddy Piper. Who was replaced, I believe, and maybe Monsoon came back, and then they made it Sergeant Slaughter. And then and once Shawn. Mr. McMahon kind of came, and then yeah, like Shawn Michaels and others took over that role over the period of time. But then the, you had like the Mr. McMahon character, and you realized that that role was meaningless. You know that that it was really because it was really Mr. McMahon was the boss. And I guess, like, since then, it's kind of become something that, you know, I know. But they, has since, since Vince, and you might, Jimmy, you're going this kind of stuff too, like, since Vince became the boss, has there ever been a time where the shows didn't have some kind of boss? I don't, I don't think so. No, because I'm really going up to, I'm going, I mean, it goes all the way to Vince, then it goes to the corporation, like, then the corporate ministry, then when Shane ran it, and then it goes to when even Linda if, ran it. Even if you then, go past all that, and then all of a sudden, that's good like, that you got that deep, though. But, <laughs> I yeah, like that you got that Austin, deep in the But, it, but if, you, if you recall, then they went down and they were like, okay, well, now Ric Flair's going to be one, Mr. Yeah. Ma- Ma- McMahon is going to run one, and then they McMahon, the McMahon like brings Bischoff in, and then, you know, like Stephanie McMahon was in charge of SmackDown at that point, so they've really had a succession. Can, can you keep it? going i'm just wondering Uh, maybe uh, the brand split is what really solidified the whole position of power because you had to have someone yeah because they had uh, like smackdown went stephanie and it might have gone kurt angle it went paul Heyman for a while they kind of flip-flopped for a little bit teddy long came in after that he was there for a while he was there for a long time i can't recall precisely who it was after teddy long but the thing but 
Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it's like good, because this is why you guys are better trivia. Well, no, but the, thi- but the but the whole point of that though is that they have had an ongoing succession of this leader style character on their shows for, I mean, really the entire t- I mean in, until like because Gorilla Monsoon was a lot more active than was Jack Tunney yes. that was when it, the commissioner or the president or whomever the, the whatever their title may have been that's when it kind of became like an active role on the show maybe not as active as like Kurt Angle would be or somebody like that but I mean it's been over 20 years that they've had kind of like this role on the show that they've had to fill so I'm just curious if they can even see the show existing without this kind of character because the fact of the matter is Regardless if they need this character or not, people are kind of bored of the commissioner character and have been off and on that entire time. I agree with you wholeheartedly that I think people are kind of getting tired of it. That's why I think they've kind of regulated them to mostly being back. Like if, if yeah. you really think about like how much in-ring time the GMs have, it's very little nowadays. Yeah, And I think that um, – shit, where was I going? Well, and they've also – while you're thinking of that, they've also kind of like made – because they they have they both have two roles, so they've made the commissioner like the president now, yeah. right? And then the so the but commissioner is now almost the Jack Tunney, and I feel like you don't necessarily like. I, I feel like you know if the announcers just said Shane McMahon has you know mm-hmm. said this that and that is happening tonight. That's all you would need. Well, like, you I mean, don't have to have them come out and outline it all on the microphone for to 20 look minutes. They'll look at case in point whether or not you think that – I mean whether or not they think that it's a necessary part of the story. You got to look at the anonymous raw GM. They literally had nobody as the GM and nobody was a character. Yeah. I think that is the only time that you can really kind of say that. But there was still, even though technically there was a GM, it really felt like that's the only time there hasn't been like a real. You know GM what? Character. I was the was I the only one that thought Michael Cole was a possibility as the G, as the anonymous GM? Oh, I totally. I, I thought it was going to be him. I, I totally too. thought at the time it was going to be him. I thought it was just going to be like yeah. Remember just, when Edge was destroying the computer? Right? Cole, help me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so one of the reports out there about Kurt Angle is that he is – I think it was PW Insider said that, that the reason he's going on this hiatus is to train for another match. Okay. And I know that, Jamie, you have multiple times on here on this show said that you're disappointed that we really haven't gotten that like – Singles match Kurt. Singles match, huge pyro, Kurt, like everything. The Kurt that we want to see, um, do you think – would you are you hoping that that's what this is the reason for this? Yes, because time is ticking. Time is ticking, yeah. and I watch that guy. Even I don't give a shit how much he says that he's the best shape of his life that he could go a million times after this. Watching him get in and out of that ring, the way he stands. No, just even like when way, like, when he backdropped Triple H out of the ring at WrestleMania, I remember thinking like, oof, he yeah. is not as strong as he once was. Yeah, so I just get it done one more time. I don't, I don't need a, I don't need a whole like it's not a run program. I don't need that. I what, need one. What if That's that it. one though is Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle? I'm okay with that. Interesting. Okay. Yes, I'm okay with that because I don't need, I don't need. I don't need uh, WrestleMania 19 Kurt. I don't need that. I saw it. Six-star match Kurt. I saw it. It's great. I just need him to do some chain German suplexes, an ankle lock, an Olympic slam. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. No, that that definitely makes sense to me. Uh, I wonder if the direction they are going is Survivor Series as opposed to WrestleMania, and it's like Team Angle versus Team Corbin, but that also wouldn't – 
necessarily fall in line with like no but years. that's probably what they're more likely to do than just a one-off match they put they put him in that then they can build anticipation to him being in the rumble and then him you know wrestling at wrestlemania or something like that like i, they, mean, I, I hope that that's the like i mean it's, i would assume it'd be more of like a goldberg series of appearances in terms of his in-ring performance i would be super okay with team angle versus team corbin survivor series that then leads to like him versus someone else because of who's on team corbin yeah. it may not be corbin it may not be. Corbin. No, I hope the singles match is in Corbin. It may not be. I, I don't not. think you need to whisper it. I think I, most people agree don't with you. Don't tell Baron Corbin. Don't tell him. Don't tell the constable, please. Don't tell the constable that I don't want to see him wrestle Kurt Angle in singles. I know that Vince McMahon must make a, like a constipated Corbin joke backstage <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. All right. Let's 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 move topics here a little because we only got a little bit of time left. Beautiful. Uh, all into was teased. By Cody and the Bucks this week on Talk is mm. Jericho. I don't know if I either mean, of you guys listened to it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, the re- success- I mean, that being said, they haven't had it yet. But I think we can mostly – other than – other, the only thing that's stopping this from being a huge success is that somehow the matches all suck. <laughs> you know, like uh, – Even then, it was, it was funny because th- th- when they were talking about this on Talk is Jericho, Jericho was even saying like – it doesn't matter which what happens. You guys already sold it out. Like it didn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. if the event sucks, you know. No, like, I'm saying that's the only way people would not want to buy tickets for the following year. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, people, if even if the, all the matches sucked, people are so hyped for it that it would, it would never come across as like a, a crap event. No, no. Like I mean, people are way too excited for it. Yeah, the no. It's gonna be red hot. It's yeah. So, oh my god, everyone's gonna be so excited. I'm excited. It's we're I'm leaving. We're, I don't, you're, I thought you were leaving a week from today as well, but but definitely <laughs> leaving a week from tomorrow or maybe the next day, but. I'll I'll be there. I, yeah, you'll be there. I yes. hope to see all of you. If you guys see me there, uh, please say hi. Uh, I would love to say what's up to all you guys who watch or listen to the show. Um, I'm super pumped about it. Uh, for those of you who are maybe going to come to my show at StarCast, the, our show, the greatest trivia rumble, uh, there is has been a slight scheduling change. Uh, I'll hopefully be announcing that in the next like day or so. I'm just working everything out, so uh, sit tight. And I'm also going to announce... Uh, all the people that are going to be on the show as well with me. So sit tight for that. Um, but, yeah, so in this interview they did on Talk is Jericho, they basically said that, you know, they've, they've tossed around the idea, they've discussed it, uh, but they feel like it has to be just as ambitious as the first in terms of how many seats they sell. They can, yeah. They said they, they kind of said, like, would we really do 10,000 again? Would that really be that impressive? Like, I would think we'd have, like, 15,000, 20,000, yeah. something yeah. like that. Up the number. Up the number. And they and then this was filmed – sorry, recorded in June, this yeah. interview. But he mentioned uh, how they want to do Madison. They, would, they wouldn't mind doing maybe, like, Madison Square For Garden sure. or something like that. Um, and then near you – know, kind of later in the episode – Jericho meant because they said Los Angeles. They were like, we also thought about Los Angeles as well because we really wanted to do the first one in Ontario, but just it didn't work out. Uh, and they were like, well, what about Staples? Jericho was like, what about Staples? And then this is kind of like when you could tell they've actually taken it seriously because I believe it was Cody who said like, no, we've maybe had a conversation with Staples and uh, they have a deal with WWE. We can't do it any, you know, they can't do anyone else. Yeah. But the forum, on the other hand. Let's just say maybe we've talked to the forum as well, and I was like, "Oh man, that'd, that'd be sick! That'd be sick if we can get one in LA, all in two at the forum." That would be. Awesome. That's a great. That's that. I, like, that. I mean, I like hearing anytime wrestling comes to LA because it's not. The, I mean, even though um, Los Angeles has made strides in making a making the city a little more wrestling friendly, 
it's still not a, it's not a Chicago. No. It's not a New York. It's not and you know It's very it's LA and especially like when WWE is in LA, they play that up on a level where it's just like, come on, we all live here. Yeah. You don't need to and, play uh, up the No, LA but you know what's funny? You were, I was thinking that same thing this week when I was I, you know, cuz you see like those like indie posters that are like 10 years old or something and I I'll see ones, you know, from LA people that are like from 10 years ago. And you'll see guys that are huge now, you know, that were on these indie shows and I I think man, I'm like, man, you know, the LA indie scene really doesn't get like as much love it as should, like all yeah. the like other ones. Like we really get kind of like are the redhead stepchild of the indie yes. wrestling scene. Yes, you know, absolutely. Well, I think that's just because anybody who doesn't live here looks down upon LA with like. As... Well, no, I think it's more because of the loop status. Like in yeah. the East Coast, there's like you know there's, there's so like many cities. a loop yeah. of yeah. those like, like people in indies like small areas. Yeah, out yeah. here there's like it's just centralized to LA. So yeah. if you move to LA, you kind of don't have like. A and roster nothing, of companies that you can switch yeah, between. You know, you nothing have like one or close, two, and nothing is close together out here. No. Nothing is next to anything. No, so no, like the distances. Between like if you were going to Vegas, it'd be a mission to go yeah, to one of those true, shows. True, you know, like true. Arizona, Seattle, yeah. like all that kind of stuff. Like this is not the ideal loop zone. You yeah. know, so truth. But 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 I would like to see an all in part two. I really hope that that you know everything goes uh, like it seems like it's going to go. I mean, the card. You know, obviously, it's fun. It's funny hearing them talk about it on here because they basically said that like it was difficult booking it because of like you know different companies that are involved uh, because of yeah, I guess they have to protect their their characters. And I guess they have some kind of they had some kind of agreement where, and I'm guessing this was because there was two brothers involved, so Cody didn't want to get like screwed out of every decision. But they couldn't. They they agreed that they wouldn't do anything unless all three of them agreed yeah, on it. Yeah. So he they said that that has also posed posed some problems for them. Uh, but yeah, really, I really just wanted to bring up. I really wanted to bring up All In and Starcast because I wanted to bring up the uh, the show, the Starcast show. Please, please check out Twitter feed at all. I'll have it out there soon. Uh, but I, th- I think it's going to be on Friday instead of Sunday now as a little heads up. So uh, I'll be giving you guys all that info very soon. Now, another thing, I think the last topic that we have time for here, and that is everything's going on with Matt Hardy. I know, Jamie, this is something that you're pretty uh, – you're pretty bummed about, it seems yes. like. And that is – so basically, uh, right now it looks like Matt Hardy has a decision to make. Uh, his wife, Rebby, was on Busted Open and did an interview and basically said that right now he's in a transitional period. For those of you who follow him on social media, you might notice that uh, during SummerSlam weekend when he wasn't in a match or anything like that, he was all suited up, working backstage. He was posting pictures. Uh, and he's been kind of learning the ropes on the production side of things. Hmm. Um, but so she said that basically he's not really sure what he's doing right now, yeah. like what he's going to be doing, that his contract is up and in he's March. Been, he's been posting a lot of career retrospective posts. A lot of a career retrospective posts. How old is posts. he? Uh, he's 40, early 40s? I'd say. He, he got is. started. Yeah, remember, he got started. Yeah, I mean, they were. 43. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. I mean. It I'm, sounds like it's the right time, you know, especially the style they wrestled. And if what we're hearing about his hip and his pelvis are true. I mean, his pelvis and his uh, – I guess his hips is true. Yeah, like I think it was like his wasn't it like his it's his, his, his pelvis and his spine or something like that or like fusing together or yeah, something like that. Yeah, because of all the leg drops that he's done. Well, think about like how long he's been wrestling, and think about how long somebody like Billy Kidman Since wrestled for. Since before he for. was legal, I was going to say yeah. I, I was just going to say the same no, thing. No, yeah. that, but that's what I mean. Is this like Kidman transitioned over ten years ago into a role similar to that? I guarantee you, Kidman was not forty three whenever he made that transition. And it was likely due to injuries and accumulation of just aggravations and whatnot that takes place over the course of a professional wrestler's career. 
Yeah, he's I mean, 44, Billy Kidman. Like, okay, so like, think about that. Billy Kidman stopped wrestling a long time ago. Billy Kidman and Matt Hardy wrestled maybe not in exactly the same style, but an impact style that I would yeah. say. And how long can Matt Hardy continue to do that? And again, he's getting to a point right now where it's probably and, – and I've read stories about Jeff Hardy the same way, not doing the swanton bomb at certain times, like house shows and stuff like that. They're getting to the point where they can't handle the bumps anymore. And which fast is for Jeff Hardy doing a swanton on that. I know, game. I know, doing a swanton. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that on the recap show. We were like, Ugh, I thought you are like trying to hold back a little bit here. Then <laughs> right. you're doing apron spots. But the thing is that Matt Hardy is ultra-intelligent. We've and all, the table on SmackDown. We, we've all seen Matt Hardy's intelligence come forth in the latter part of his career, on a, especially, the, especially the last couple of years, on a level unlike Even the early time. part of his career. I mean, he was always credited as like the brains behind the I Hardy th- Boys. I think that... like. I think it would be good for young wrestlers to learn from him because they also saw him in his later years taking chances and doing things that were against the grain. The fact that they got like a final deletion or ultimate deletion style match, you know, on WWE television is a huge triumph. I like I would I think should be recognized. Like that's not at all the kind of thing that they would do. The WWE would take. Uh, uh, wait, well, actually, that's not true. They took the NWO. Well, but, uh, <laughs> but I was about to say that WWE would never take and feature something that was created. Like, and, and but the main point is, is like you know when Vince McMahon and you always hear about him talking about reaching for that brass ring. Matt Hardy was still reaching for brass rings at the at the ending stages of what may be the ending stages of his career. Well, I mean, even now he's not sure if he's going to hang it up for that same reason. I think that uh, I think it would be smart of him i think that he has a lot to give to other people i don't think he's going to be put in any level layer of like any any layer of prominence of wwe programming i would hate to see him become our truth or gold dust in in the like just where they become a parody of who they were previously and, and just to the point where it's just cheap pops to the crowd for him to go out and do his couple moves that he does he can have way more of an impact behind the scenes he can make just as much money exactly make just as much money save if not his body. more and not only that but like that's not to say too that he can't be brought out for select matches. That he and Jeff Hardy can't be rolled out, not in a wheelchair, of course, but rolled out for like you know, a, like a one-off match or a specialty match or something like that. He can still get that. I'd love to see him if he does take the the producer role because I mean. We all know Michael Hayes was involved with the Hardy Boys back in the day when he was their manager and stuff. I I, I almost feel like he could become that Michael Hayes Absolutely. role when Michael Hayes gets yeah. out of there. You and know, I. I d- of course, Matt would be nothing but an attribute backstage. Nothing but. Because as you just said, I agree with you wholeheartedly in the sense that Matt is one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling, period. Absolutely, yeah, yes. And it's just – this is just me being a selfish fan. The biggest part of wrestling I hate is the what ifs. What yeah. could have been. When – why the – Fuck! Did an Undertaker sting happen? Yeah, Ever I it know, could have happened a few times, and like for instance, what was gonna like? It's that's all on these, Sting. By the I way. was literally just gonna, on sting. Was it's just gonna say sting. that same. Nah, I don't want to go to WWE. It's classier programming on TNA. It's like no, it's not. I, it's so funny these that. I was, having, I was stuff like, do like I chime that, in and say like, that? Like, do we want? Like, it's stuff like that. It's like what what could have been? Like what could have been when if Undertaker had been for every single part of the Bray Wyatt buildup? That match could have been incredible yeah. if they let it like Undertaker Kane style theatrics. Yeah, that would have been incredible, but they didn't do that. It's the same thing with the Ultimate Deletion and stuff that they. Like, could have done the WWE. We got a t- like. I agree. They knocked it out of the park with yeah. Final Deletion. Yeah. Getting it on the WWE programming is a great thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
even in, during Matt and Jeff's twenty four like in, it like segment that the special that they did on the network, Matt even says like this is a great like reintroduction of it. This is a great like reintroduction to the WWE universe to the broken universe. He's like this is a great kicking off point. There was so much more room for stuff that they could yeah. have done with it, yeah. and, and it just breaks my heart that we got one, whereas TNA got six or yeah. something yeah. like that. I, 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 a piece of me is holding out hope that that maybe we get like a network special one day where they do another one, but I'm not going to hold. I don't think it's going to happen. No, me uh, either. But but, it, uh, but that being said, kind of putting a bow on what I just said, if they're going to give Matt a good position as a as an agent, I say take it. Your family will probably love you for it. And then to circle back around my Michael Hayes thing, maybe one day Matt can then manage an up and coming tag team. Yeah. And we can kind of still see him involved in WWE. I hope that they do something like that. And then, like, that tag team was like, he tried to get us to go to Hot Topic. (laughs) He said said that we should wear this, like, stretchy, weird stuff. And we're like, pencils on our jackets. We're like, no, dude, we want to dress like Takahashi 69, dude. Weird colors like that. I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna correct you. I'm gonna let. <laughs> well, how do you say it? Nope. Takahashi. Nope. sixty nine. Buddy, you're doing great. Takahashi. You're looking at the wrong person. Hiromu Takahashi. Aroko Saki. The Shredder's real name. All right, guys. Well, we gotta end here. But for those of you who are watching via video, please, please, please go subscribe to the audio feed as well. While you're there, if you enjoy the show, please leave a rating, leave a review. That kind of stuff very much helps us out. And vice versa. If you're listening to the audio feed, please, please go check out the video on YouTube. Maybe not this one since you already listened to it. But go to youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. I'm putting up content all the time on there, doing my best to up the video production as best as possible. Uh, so please, when you subscribe, it does help us out. It, you, when you like the videos, when you share the videos, uh, all of that, it's a big help. It keeps me in business, keeps Collider going. Uh, it lets more people know what you're what you're into. Let's know more people know about us. So please, please continue to do that. It, uh, I, I can't thank you guys enough who have been doing that so far. Also, while you're here, go check out all the other videos on Collider. They got Collider videos, Collider quick hits, uh, Collider games, Collider sports, all sorts of Collider YouTube channels. They're awesome. There's so much cool content on there. I have to like, I have to like switch back and forth between work and looking at all the cool videos they have on there because it's honestly, it's like you can get lost in there. There's just so much cool content. If you're a nerd who has kind of different nerd things, like I was saying, that that's the place for you. Uh, all right, Jamie, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. And like you just said, we'll be in Chicago this weekend. So hope to next see weekend. You, or next weekend. Yes, the next not this one, following one. But we will but but we will not be doing a show next week because I will be traveling on Thursday. So the the recaps will be going out as usual, but we won't have Wrestling Sheet Radio so, next week. Yeah, would like to come up to me, say hi, talk about stuff with me, it'll be fun in Chicago. I'm so happy to hear that cuz I'll be in Mexico next week actually. Oh cool. Yeah, That's great timing. <laughs> Uh, well, where can people find you on the internet in the case they want to tra- follow your travels in Mexico? Sure. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Elijah Bates, and you can find me on Instagram at Brindlebeard. And you can find me on the internet. I'm at Ryan Satin. The website is at Wrestling Sheet on all social media. It's ProWrestlingSheet.com, where you can get fact-checked news, exclusive reports, all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, while I'm in Chicago for All In and for StarCast, uh, I'm going to be posting a bunch of different video content, hopefully, uh, on the YouTube channel. So like I said, please go subscribe there, YouTube.com slash C slash 
wrestling sheet. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out. Until next time, stay out of the dirt. Keep your eye on the sheet. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.